Good morning. Good morning, everybody. How are you? Very sad that um, I'm not able to be with you. Um, doesn't feel the same at all. Uh, I'm trying to mentally picture the sea of faces that I've come to know um, in front of me. But in actual fact, where I am is inside a little studio on a Greek island. Um, I've set myself up a sort of fairly dodgy set of camera equipment. My basically, and if it all kind of starts to sort of slip away like this, uh, you'll know why. So I actually have in front of me a suitcase with the handle up to here. I've got my phone strapped to the top of the suitcase handle with a couple of hair bungees and then the whole contraption is tied together at the back um, with a, uh, a clothes peg. So Lord, I just pray that this uh, strange setup will serve and we already know, having lived through two lockdowns now, that your word can go out so mightily uh, despite the lack of um, physical um, connection, your word can go out. We know your Holy Spirit can transcend the barriers of time, the barriers of distance, the barriers of screens. Um, and we've seen you working miracles through Zoom and through uh, conversations that and teaching that we've had um, on this kind of media. So, Lord God, I just lay before you everything I feel that you've put on my heart and I ask that you would shape it and mould it and change it any way you want Holy Spirit. Come Lord Jesus come, come Holy Spirit come. May these be your words not mine. May these be truths that you are specifically wanting the people who are watching this to hear and to know. And help me to listen to you as I speak. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So, the two things that were really striking me as I was praying through what to say to you guys today were the fact that um, we've been in lockdown uh, for a long time. In Greece, actually, where I am, uh, lockdown continues. Uh, but I know because of all my loved ones over in the UK that you guys are now uh, liberated for the time being anyway. And being so far away, it's hard for me to get your emotional temperature and know what you may be thinking and feeling. So I'm just imagining that it may be kind of demob happy feeling for many people just that sense of finally we can get out uh, and finally we can um, do the kind of things that we weren't able to during lockdown um, and then for others it's not necessarily going to feel so much of a release I've just been very conscious as I've been praying that there may be people who have been through a lot during lockdown added to troubles that they may already have and that in this season of joy leading and hope leading up to Christmas there might still be trials 
um, that have come as a result of being in lockdown for so long um, and also just the challenges of life um, that are already present. Um, and Jesus made no bones about this, did he? He said it so, so clearly, in this life you will have trouble. Uh, in this life you will have sorrow, but I will be with you. And the I will be with you is, of course, the huge um, difference and huge key to uh, surviving and thriving despite everything. Um, but another thing has been striking me such a lot lately, uh, and it is just the the upside down nature of the kingdom of God and the fact that what the world holds before us um, as this tempting Christmas bauble um, that's shiny and happy and glad looking um, isn't a kingdom reality. It's not a kingdom goal to aspire to, um, but it's said so often, isn't it, in our culture, um, I just want you to be happy or, you know, hopefully the happy times will come. Um, hopefully once we get 2020 out of the way, then we're all going to be happier again. But this is not what scripture teaches us at all. In fact, the true joy um, that we are promised um, and the true satisfaction and fulfillment in the Lord comes through quite the opposite. And I compiled a little list of fruit, of um, blessings that scripture shows us. Um, and I'm just going to read them out for you quickly. So imagine these as um, rewards, fruit, things that are happening for you in your life. Sharing in the holiness of God. A harvest of righteousness and peace. Proven genuineness of your faith, which is greater worth than gold. Maturity, being complete, not lacking in anything. A crown of life. Being overjoyed as the glory of Christ is revealed. Being strong and firm and steadfast. Wow, don't those all sound like wonderful fruit? Like wonderful outcomes and guess what I'm sure some of you recognize all of them many of you recognize some of them but it might come as a surprise possibly to learn that all those qualities all those outcomes that sound so marvelous and what we long for um, as children of God come about through trial and come about through suffering so not only are we promise suffering we're also promised that there is a harvest of righteousness and so much blessing that comes as a result of it. If we can only embrace it and if we can only um, deal with it in a way that's laid out in scripture, because scripture does give us the key to survival, uh, the key to survive and thrive in difficult times. And these are also uncertain times, aren't they? I don't know if you've been the same, but... One of the hardest things has been just 
keeping, just keeping calm and steady and staying in the peace of the Lord in the midst of all the swirling uncertainty about what's going to happen in the future, how it's going to pan out, how it's going to affect the world, how it's going to affect you, how it's going to affect me. Can I travel back to England for Christmas? Will the Greek lockdown be extended? Will I be able to ever go outside again without wearing a mask? Uh, Will I have to be able to go outside without having to send a text message to the police saying where I'm going. Will those things be stopping? And I suppose, yes, but when? And we don't know. So much uncertainty. But we're asked, aren't we, to cast our cares upon the Lord, to cast our cares upon Jesus. And when we do, that transforms everything. Because we know the enemy is looking to devour us, Uh, looking to bring us down and lay us low whatever way he can and he really doesn't care how he will get you through overwork he will get you through underwork he will get you through anxiety he will get you any way he can but you can resist him and then he will flee and what we're asked to do instead is just to believe and know that whatever trial we go through has purpose and meaning because he can work everything to the good if we love him and are called according to his purpose. Amazingly, when we think about what Jesus did for us, you know, this Christ child that we are looking ahead very soon to celebrating the birth of, that the Lord himself chose to come down uh, and wear flesh and dwell among us in order that he might go to the cross, in order that he might offer himself up as a sacrifice for us because he loves us. Just such knowledge is too big for any of us to really fully comprehend, but it's a joy and it's a a mind-blowing reality, isn't it, that that's the case. Now, incredibly, as the author and perfecter of our faith, the journey that Jesus took to the cross is described as the joy, as the joy. So yes, he had his his garden of Gethsemane wobble. He was fully human and he was asking if there was a way that that cup could be taken from him. But his ultimate prayer was, your will, not mine, be done. But it was the joy that was set before him to do what he did for us, for you, for me, for each and every person, because we are so precious to him. We're so precious to him, each and every one of us. Never ever discount yourself because you feel as though you are lacking in some way because we all are. In the upside-down kingdom of God, in the true version of reality, it's very different from how we are um, fed, drip-fed by the world, which is aim high, uh, this equals success, this equals status, this equals being at the top of the hierarchy. What scripture tells us is completely different, completely different, that he wants to use the foolish of the world um, to shame the wise, that he wants to bless those who are humble, that if you are, in James it says, if you are feeling in a lowly position, then rejoice because you actually, your position is high. 
in the ups and down kingdom of God, high is low and low is high. So when we're faced by trials, remember whose you are. And it's having the mind of Christ and leaning into God and surrendering ourselves up and laying down our anxiety and believing in the eternal truths of God that are he is and he was and he is to come. And so are his promises. And if we go to the word and know his promises and hang on to those, it transforms everything. What he also asks us to do is to do good in the midst of trials, knowing that all this fruit is going to be ours as long as we respond in the way that the word tells us responding will bring that fruit in. He tells us to carry on doing good. And there's a time coming up, you know, as I was saying earlier, when I just started speaking to you, um, I just can imagine this could be a very demob happy uh, kind of a phase when everyone's catapulting themselves back into busyness because they're able to. And I just wanted to remind you of the truth that we all know. Um, it's a wonderful book, actually, by um, John Mark Homer, uh, which is called The Relentless, The Relentless Giving Up of Hurry. Something along those lines is going to come back to me in a minute. Anyway, a book on this theme. Um, do remember, please remember that if you hurry, you cannot love. It's not the two are mutually exclusive. Jesus didn't dash around uh, the world. He was someone who was interruptible, always interruptible. He would stop in the middle of a crowd and heal someone. He would respond when somebody was an outlier or someone who was marginalised. He would always have time. So remember to just relax into whatever it is that you're doing and take the time. Um, because through resting in him comes the ability to love. So we're asked to do good. We're asked to be a blessing. You know, what does that mean? What does that mean in this time? What does that look like? What can that look like? Um, and again, you might have been feeling as though it's difficult to respond in any way. That is the usual way because of our circumstances, um, because of COVID and lockdown. It may well be that after this Christmas break, we're going to be plunged back into uh, another lockdown. Um, and again, this, what I'm about to say now becomes very relevant then. But the truth of the matter is, if you have uh, a telephone and if you have a couple of hands to press together, then you can be a blessing because he will use you. It doesn't, don't, dis, never discount yourself. Never think, oh, I'm not that person who can just go and be a missionary in another country, or I'm not that person who can um, operate on the front lines, or I'm not that person who can go to a prison and serve in that way. I'm not that person who can, I'm too shy to go to a food bank and help out in that way. He, he can use you. He wants to. He wants to co-work with you. He loves you. You are so precious to him. Someone once um, gave a little bit of teaching about uh, God the Father creating each individual and how the angels might be turning around and saying to him, but Father, you have, we already have, you know, six 
six billion uh, or two trillion of these of these creatures already why and he's saying yeah but i don't have one like this i want this one and that's how he felt about each and every one of us when we were knitted together in our mother's womb we were designed by the creator and there were good works that he planned in advance for us to do. He already knows every hair on your head. He already knows your every skill and ability. He already knows the things you can't do as well as the things he's blessed you to do. And uh, one thing that's really stood out to me in this time where of curtailment and of limitation when it's been hard to get out and about if you're an out and about kind of person and who um, performs acts of service normally by being out in the world is that the Holy Spirit can just prompt your heart um, about somebody. Uh, it happened to me actually before lockdown. It was very clearly last year. Um, these things happen a lot if we listen but this particular time was just very, very strong because it was someone I didn't know that well. I had a connection with her, but I didn't know her very well. And, um, but her name just kept running around my mind. And when I went back to England for a week to help to do something in the, in the old family home, and her name was still running through my mind, I realised that it, it wasn't a coincidence. And so I sought her out when I went back to Mykonos um, the island where I was living at that point and I rang her and said are you going to be going to this gathering of girls uh, that we're having later on this evening and she told me she wasn't and I said okay uh, but she actually did turn up towards the end and when she did she started to unpour a story and because of the the nature of that island it's very hedonistic it's very about people enjoying themselves and there's been a trillion examples that I've had as I've been living there of people who struggle when they're struggling. Um, and that was part of the reason that God sent me, um, you know, to bring his love to the island because love is hard to find in a place that's just, it's very commercial and uh, very hedonistic, let's say. It turned out that for the previous month, She'd been going through a horrendous situation where um, some previous tenants had set fire to the property that was right next to hers, owned by her family. She was worried for her family. They had threatened her mum. Uh, they had threatened to kill her mum if they were evicted from their property. They hadn't paid any rent for a long time. Um, and she had been in the house when they set it on fire. She had had all the drama and the trauma of having to contact the the emergency fire services when it's just a very primitive um, situation out there uh, and when they finally came she still was left in fear and no one really wanted to hear that story but um, when she got up to leave I followed her into the car park and I was able to pray for her and I was able to give her a hug and I was able to say I love you and I was able to tell her that God loves her and I was able to tell her that all the extra safety precautions that she was trying to put in place were great practical measures but that what she really needed to do was turn it over to the Lord and ask for his help because in seeking him the rest follows and she was really grateful to hear that she was really grateful for the prayer we had a hug we said we loved each other and that was just one tiny example of the millions of ways that god can use us if we will just listen so if he has if he puts a name in your mind 
do something with that. Just contact them. It doesn't, you can't get this wrong. Even if you are, it wasn't the Holy Spirit at all. And it was just you thinking about that person who in on this earth does not like um, the feeling of somebody calling them and saying, I was just thinking about you. So I thought I'd give you a ring. And when you do, you might find that it's just a touching moment for that person to know you thought of them. It could be that you're calling them at a time of great need when the perfect person to speak to them is you and the Holy Spirit told you. And that's why he's prompted your heart to speak to them, to call them or to think of them. Other times it's about prayer. You know, I say this to you every single year, but it's true. We have so much power invested in us through the power of prayer. And we can change the world from our armchair if we devote ourselves to prayer. And so as we head into Christmas, I'm wishing you all the blessings that come with this Christmas time. I'm encouraging you that if there's a trial going on in your life, that the Lord can use it for his mighty and good purposes and bring good fruit in your life. And I'm encouraging you to carry on being a blessing no matter what in those simple ways and many others that I know will come to you if you um, put yourself in his hands and you ask him what he needs from you. He will tell you and he will lead you. So I'm so hoping to see you all um, sooner rather than later. I still do have a flight planned. They keep putting back the lockdown, um, but I am hoping to make it through uh, sort of mid-December time. And so I hope to see some of you soon. God bless you and keep you. Make his face shine upon you and grant you his peace. Amen. <laughs>